All right, hi folks. Uh, I'm sports editor Steve Lyons. I'm here with uh, sports columnist Mike McIntyre for our intermittent regular episode. Bi-weekly. Of, uh, bi-weekly. Yeah, that's a good way I to put it. I think one time we were three weeks. Well, that was Christmas. Christmas yeah, related. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, but we're bi-weekly it's pretty much. It's called Jet Cetera. It's our podcast. Anyways, we finally figured out that this is episode eight. Uh, nice to see you, Mike. Uh, yeah, you... Uh, we, we've both been away. Uh, I was on a Jets trip. You were on holidays. You, you're rocking a little bit better tan than me. Do I have some color? You do have some color. Oh, you yeah. were in Arizona. Oh, I was I in uh, Chicago, Columbus, and uh, a very frigid Raleigh, North Carolina. Like, it was as cold Sucks as it ever you. gets there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually found it nice, but they were complaining about how cold it was. They Funny story. The restaurant, I don't want to go to any of those places. Here's really, a quick exactly. story. The restaurant by our hotel has something called temperature soup. Where you get a bowl of soup and the price is what the temperature is outside. Oh. I paid forty-one cents for a bowl of soup. Wow! You'll like that as a bean counter, uh, or the bean counters will like that. You sure, don't. Sure, yeah, I don't care. Uh, forty-one cents because it was forty-one degrees that day. Interesting. Yeah, uh, they, they're not making a lot of money on soup. Wow. They're busy giving it away. Um, yeah, I was in Arizona for five nights uh, doing a little biking. I did uh, about three hundred kilometers in five <laughs> days. Um, biked around, yeah. You'll be able to read a story all about it in the Winnipeg Free Press. I read a little bit about it in, in Say What? Yeah, yeah. We travel edition. did one of those Say yeah, What great. things yesterday. We did a travel edition of the Say What. Um, I hope people liked it. We'll see. I don't know. We had fun doing it. For sure. Talking about our travels. Um, I got a, I'm, I'm rocking a bit of a cold here today, Mike. So uh, at 4 a.m., I woke up with a coughing fit. Well, that's not I good. It's the season. With, I gargled with salt and lemon at the suggestion of somebody this morning. So I hope I can make it through this. I seem to be getting sick lately every time I come back from vacation. And that's a sign, isn't it? Is it mental or physical? Maybe it's a... I don't know. It's the planes, I think. It is the planes. I mean... But definitely there are germs on planes. And that's where I think you catch these things or whatever. It's no coincidence. Anyways, um, here we go. We're talking about travel. Well, again. speaking of travel. We tra- just talk about travel. Yeah. Who cares about sports, <laughs> exactly. really? Does anybody really care about this stuff? Like- I think there's a segment out there, but people do love travel. I think we sick wrote and say what yesterday, Manitobans especially. Like, we well, people love travel. Why do we not want to get away from here? They want to get right out now. of here, yeah. Well, speaking of travel, this is a good segue. The Winnipeg right. Jets have traveled back to town. Yeah. They've been away for the last eight days. Uh, today, they're resuming practice this, this afternoon. This is the first period, folks. This is the first period, yeah. Uh, so the Jets, uh, they, uh, they actually—they're not going to do a lot of travel over the next few weeks. I think right. nine of their next ten are at home. Oh, great! Uh, where they've been terrible. So well there. But at least the beer will be cheaper, Steve. <laughs> right. right. So okay. So um, the Jets, uh, while I was away there a week in Arizona, um, they did a little bit of a free fall. They've been sort of in free fall a bit over the last month, if you ask me. But they really took a nosedive in the last week before the All-Star game and the players break, losing all those three games uh, on the road there, Mike. And um, uh, they're not in a playoff spot now, so they've had four straight losses. They have a murderous stretch coming <laughs> up here. They they get back at it tomorrow night against the Boston Bruins and then play the following night against the St. Louis Blues. I hear those two teams are pretty good. I think they are, actually, yeah. Mike. Yeah. So, um, Other than Washington, those might be the two best teams in the NHL this year. Those would be the three best teams, right. I would suggest, yeah. And so um, it's not going to get any easier. They're not in a playoff spot. Um, I never thought they were going to make the playoffs this year with the personnel that they have. Um, they had a bit of a, I don't know, smoke and mirrors thing in November there where they had a soft schedule. Um, is making the playoffs a pipe dream now, Mike? I think so. Um, I'll say this, though. One thing the Jets do have going for them somehow 
is that nobody's like they're they're outside the playoff spot, but nobody's past them. Like they they still have nobody to jump over except the teams that are in playoff spots. That could change tonight if Nashville wins in New Jersey. Right. The Predators, who have a couple games in hand, they will actually move into Chicago's ninth. Chicago's right there. Too, Chicago's though, yeah. tied with yeah. Winnipeg. Um, so I think it's more daunting when. <laughs> let's say you're three points out, but if you have four teams to leapfrog, because right. then you have to be better than all those teams. Gotcha. Plus, in the Jets' case, they just have to be better than one of the Pacific Division teams right now. Well, I think they still need to be better than Nashville and Chicago. Too, right, and uh, yeah. they're going to get Nashville yeah. after Boston and St. Louis. Yeah. In comes Nashville, and then back to St. Louis. These next four games, to me, are absolutely critical. Uh, I think you know if, if they go 0-4 or 1-3, like turn off the lights. I think that, you know, we, we can talk a lot about the schedule and what the schedule, but I think that the, in, in my mind, the biggest thing is that it doesn't matter what the schedule is. I don't think they're good enough. No. They don't have the personnel uh, uh, to to compete they on don't. a regular basis. And you look at, um, as the season's gone on, I've become more interested in looking at some of the underlying numbers. I mean, we have... Andrew Berkshire does a lot of that writing yeah. for us at the paper. But yeah. things like uh, I, I always have natural stat trick up now during a game. If folks, if you haven't looked at it, it's it's a, it's worth your your look during a game. They chart all kinds of things like beyond just the regular shots on goal and face offs one and body checks. Uh, to me, the high danger chances, that's a really interesting stat. They check the Jets are getting absolutely caved in. They're the like, worst in the like, league, right? By far. Yeah. Like, and yeah. not just worse this year, they're like historically bad. Right. And it is actually remarkable that they have the record they do with the disparity in. Well, they like, have a really good goalie. They do, who's <laughs> who I think maybe we don't even appreciate how he's good really he's good really goalie. been. Yeah. Yeah. Because he'll he'll have games where he gives up four or whatever, right. and so nobody's really talking about him. They lose and he gives up four, right. but he's probably the reason they didn't give up ten. Right. Um, especially when you look at like they are last in high danger chances for, and they're last in high danger chances against. That is a deadly combination, uh, and I think it just goes back to the defense, which. You know, Neil Pionk, and I agree with you, I think you wrote yesterday, Steve, that in, in Say What, that Neil Pionk's probably been their best defenseman this year. Oh, I would sure, agree. Yeah. Josh Morrissey, I he think. He hasn't had a good year. He hasn't. No, he's no. been, without Jacob Truba, I think he's yep. been exposed a little bit. Yep. Not to mention. Truba's he, had a lousy year too, by the way, has. without Morrissey. Yeah. But I mean, let's face it, Josh Morrissey at times has been paired with Tucker Pullman on the top pair. Yeah. No offense to Tucker Pullman, who I think is an NHL defenseman, but he's a five or six. Right. He's not a one or two. Right. So Josh Morrissey's probably being asked to, whereas when he was paired with Jacob Truba, like they complemented each other really well. Truba's a good player. Morrissey's been exposed a bit because of who he's been paired with. Uh, although I do like. So, okay, so we look at all these. We look at what they don't have or whatever, yeah. and 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 we're coming up on the trade deadline here. Uh, when is that? What's the February twenty fourth. So, okay, so three weeks from Monday. Three, three weeks from Monday. Okay, so. Um, the Jets now the last couple of seasons have been buyers. Big the buyers. Deadline. They've traded a first-round draft pick for last year, Kevin Myers, the year before. Kevin Hayes, yeah. Kevin and, Hayes, right, yeah. And Who's Kevin Myers? Was he on a combination of Kevin Hayes and Tyler Myers. <laughs> there you go. It's a really tall, <laughs> really, really tall centerman, <laughs> Kevin Myers. He's six foot seven. But she's good. <laughs> and um, and then the year before it was Paul Stastny. Let's get yes. In. Hey, I've got a cold. Give me a break. Um, I've been on vacation. Hopped up on on meds. <laughs> I'm not actually. Oh, okay. I don't take any meds. Okay, no, natural no. remedy. Nah, yeah. 
Um, so, the Jets can't be buyers no, again this year, right? They can't possibly be. That would be ridiculous. But, they should actually be sellers. They, they, there's some guys that they should probably get. You know, and the and the biggest guy I think, and and literally the biggest guy is they need to do something with Dustin Buffalo. Yeah, I don't know. Could you sell him for Absolutely. anything at this point? Somebody will take him. But what, sure. do you, what are you getting back? I mean, if he let's say rid of his salary anyways, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you might but don't get you something. need to see him play a couple games to know if there's anything there yet? I think that. No, they, uh, Buffalo traded for Evander Kane when he was hurt, right? Didn't right. Like you know what event. But he, Evander Kane at least was still like 26 I or guess. 7 years old. But I think they would want Buffalo for the playoffs, right? Sure. I guess you, you would just like to know if you're getting a guy that actually has anything left in the tank. I mean, for sure. If you're the Jets, maybe you he's just marketable. cut your losses. I think he's marketable. Uh, you cut your losses. You take whatever you can get for him, and you just wipe the Is salary. Is there anybody off the else box. that you would dump from this team? There's, I mean, you and know, I don't mean like I don't talk. I'm not talking Matthew Perot or uh, or. Uh, well, I'd get who, rid of him if you could, well, but you could, but or whatever. I mean, they what tried. About any, what about any of the top five? Would you get a top five being? You're not going to get rid of Shifley. You're not going to no. get rid of Liney, probably. You're not going to get rid of Connor. What no, about I think Nikolai Ehlers is the guy. What about Ehlers or Wheeler? <sighs> yeah, I mean, I I, um, I think, again, on Blake Wheeler, you're probably – first of all, I don't think they're trading Blake Wheeler. Uh, but are you getting the true value back for him at get his age? Get rid of that salary. You are, but who's? I mean, he's got four more years after this. Like, what team's taking that on? I, I don't see it. Nikolai Ehlers to me has always been the. If you want to really change the mix of this team, you trade Nikolai Ehlers. Um, he's the one guy in that top five for sure that I think could bring something substantial back. The other guy I keep coming back to that I think the Jets should be looking to move is Jack Roslevic who I think gets somewhat lost in the mix in this team and could thrive on another team's top six if given maybe a fresh start. I also think there's enough potential there. You could get something good back if you package them with something. Clearly, the, the Jets don't have a lot to sell in terms of pending UFAs. Like, we're talking Nathan Beaulieu, yeah, Carl yeah, Dahlstrom. They're not yeah, getting Lucas Beza. Right. They're not getting anything That's for those guys. Time, yeah. So if you want to dramatically change the mix, you're going to have to move something of value to get something of value. To let's me, talk, that's... Let's talk a little bit more about this in the second period, Mike. All right. Okay, folks, we're back for the second period of our Jet Setra podcast. We're going to get back to the trade deadline in, in, in just a second. But first, Mike, there was some news this week in regards to the team as it relates to fans <laughs> going to Bell MTS Place. Uh, they, um, the team this week announced that there was going to be cheaper beer Lower ticket price, lower ticket prices, more in-game sizzle, uh, in a in an attempt to bring the buzz back to Bell MTS Place. They sent out a letter to fans, I guess, and, and there was a few things that were interesting to me. The most notable thing was that it said something about that there's concern about the on-ice performance. And yeah. So I think that I, a lot of these bells and whistles can be better. I think that potentially. Bell MTS place um, could be a more fan-friendly place. I don't know. But I think that ultimately, in this market, the thing that's going to sell tickets and get fans excited is the on-ice product. They can't be tricked by bells and whistles and smoke and mirrors here. I really don't believe that they no. can. This is not Nashville. This is not Las Vegas. This is Winnipeg. You know, we know our hockey. And so... 
And the uh, bar has been raised the last two years, like, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, it's almost like it might end up that the worst thing that ever happened to this team that they, is that they went to the West final totally. uh, two years ago because the expectations of this team have are so much higher than they were and and it's been nothing but disappointment really since then so well they teased everybody with the first couple months of last season that made it look sure. like yeah. wow we're going yeah, they were, right they to were the good. cup yeah uh, and then the 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 bottom fell out the second half and they kind of haven't recovered now this season so for sure i mean this is a smart fan base um this is also a frugal fan base i would suggest that being said two straight playoff runs fans have shelled out a lot of money for this team like if you're a diehard Jets fan uh, you're probably hurting financially just to to go to all the playoff games and all that that sort of come with it and the tickets keep going up I think in their email the other day was it like 28 percent I think since 2011 that's what the the overall increase like that's substantial Um, people have spent you know upwards of Twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars sure. on tickets on this team, and more even over the ten years that they've been here. So I'll tell you where where the Jets have boxed themselves into a bit of a corner here. In that very letter, they point out that uh, that that they're paying one hundred and ten million dollars in salaries this season. Uh, it's actually about the salary cap. Canadian. Canadian. Salary yeah. cap is eighty one point five U.S. Jets right. are near it. The yeah. Bufflin. The, the Jets are counting Bufflin's money, by the way, in that one ten, which sure. they're actually not paying at this point. Okay. Some people have asked me if the Jets are going to refund fans the the uh, eleven or so million dollars Canadian if they don't have to pay Bufflin this year. Sure don't hold your breath on that, folks. Yeah. They will not be refunding you. But people are rightfully saying, well, so if you if you're gonna tout we're spending to the cap this is the product you're putting on the ice uh, a defense that is being held together by you know duct tape and gum which basically is like that's a hard sell to a savvy market to say oh but we're spending to the cap and the fans rightfully say well, well poorly they are exactly made some but then so who's here, yeah. that on is that on chevy is oh, that oh, on absolutely absolutely i think so yeah, absolutely, i mean yeah. i i see all this talk about fire paul maurice I think you and I are both in agreement. Paul Maurice, I think, has done a pretty good job with this group this year. There's certainly, he's stubborn and he's sometimes slow to adapt. There's things he could do better, no doubt about it. I don't think Paul Maurice wears it. I think this is on Chevy. Well, I think the whole, so they they did a really, let's not discount what they did to get where they are. So Chevy made, had a plan, a draft and develop plan. Paul Maurice was a good coach and they drafted a lot of really good players and they did get to the Western for sure. And so, but since then there's been some circumstances, you know, whether it's Jacob Truba, whether it's, um, you know, some Dustin Bufflin, uh, Dylan Sandberg, not not turning pro, which they counted on Tyler Myers, maybe losing Ben Sherratt. So I think that there's been some mistakes made since they got to the Western final. That's going to like, okay. So let's say that that's the truth. Sure. What I, what I'm most curious about here though, is what they're going to do to fix it. Yeah. So that's where I don't see any type of, I don't see a plan here of what they're going to do to remedy. He's picked two guys up on waivers this year. That's been the fix. I don't know. Lucas Pisa, Carl Dahlstrom, and Nick Shore as a center. So are they riding out this? Is this going to be like just like a a season where they're going to then regroup for next year? And that that happens too. It happens in all sports with all teams, right? 
but I'm still not sure what I see, what the plan is. No. They don't have a whole lot of people coming up here um, from the miners. And so ultimately, I think they are going to need to trade, make some sort of deal, some sort of with some of these blue chip people that yeah. they have. And, and, and may, like you said, maybe Jack Roslovic. I'm not sure that he's going to bring you back. I think that they're probably going to need to deal one of these top five guys. And Ehlers maybe is the guy, but it might even be somebody more substantial than that to get something on the back end that will like to change you know, the composition to for get sure. your Jacob Truba back, frankly. You because know? I think if you're the jet, you're not going into a rebuild here. There's no, no, not at all. No, this no. is a re, a retool, not a rebuild. Right. Yeah. You can't and, do that. No, you've right. got guys, you know, you got Shifley. You just had all these guys commit Line, right long term. Yeah, no, and no. you've, I mean, Kevin Chevalier told me in Denver uh, late in December when we sat down with him there for his mid season that, that he's made a pledge to these guys when they committed long-term that they're going to take a run at it every year. So there's no long... I mean, we've already had the long-term build in yeah. this town, and yeah. it took a long time. Yeah, seven years. Seven years, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. finally get yeah. there. So Six, yeah. um, I'm not saying Kevin Cheveldayoff should be fired. I know there's people, but I would say he's his seat has gotten a lot hotter because um, he's done some great things to get this franchise in the position it was, but now they've... They've had many setbacks. The pressure is on now to fix yep. his own mess. Yeah, really. what are you going to do now, man? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. you know that we'll see what happens. And and sort of revisiting our trade deadline chat from the first period. To me, I mean, the urge, I guess, would be to do something really dramatic right now in in an attempt to save what is kind of a sinking season. Right. Yeah. I think you have to be careful. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Right. You have yeah. to be very yeah. careful right now yeah. what you do. But there's all this outside noise for sure. And what's going on? I mean, tying this all together, the fact that fans are unhappy. I mean, even I wrote the piece the other day about these these fan concessions. And my goodness, the comments is just nonstop people. I'm a season ticket holder. I'm not renewing, not renewing, not renewing. Um, coincidentally, Steve, <laughs> season ticket renewal notices went out yesterday. Oh, did they? Yeah. So okay. the timing of this announcement. Right was uh strategic strategic absolutely <laughs> they they sense <laughs> that there's discontent and there're probably some worries about what's going to happen so they're trying to throw the fans a bit of a, a bone here to stay on board so uh it's a you know we've had a couple of years of kind of everybody just riding high and now all of a sudden there's you know, I, was, some turmoil. I was I was in Arizona and I'll just I'll just say something about being there I've been there half a dozen times over the last 10 or 12 years and and um, the hockey talk there is a lot more than it ever has been mm. from from my perspective. And but it's funny how you tell people there they go they're talking about the Coyotes and the, and and I'll mention oh yeah the Coyotes well they actually came from Winnipeg right. and they go what and they don't really <laughs> know that right because it's been almost a quarter century there sure. now right so I, I I don't think that we're ever in danger of losing the team again I don't think um, but. <sighs> Man, it, it 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 gets you kind of like a little nervous. Yeah, when yeah. People are starting to get because this is what happened before. The Jets had a really good team, and then then they they the fans started to dwindle away, sure. and uh, and it just got. Well, too let me expensive. throw this out to you quickly because uh, this number jumped out at me the other day when they man mentioned that when the, when the team came back in 2011, player salaries that year were 52 million Canadian. Here we are in 2020, and they're 110 million Canadian. It's more than doubled. Some of Let, that's the exchange. For sure. Yeah. But let's fast forward nine years from now. 
will we still have a hockey team in this town if the salaries have doubled again? Yeah. If 110 is now 220? Well, I mean, it's, it's possibly, I was talking to our boss about it a little bit yesterday. and I mean, it's possible that the Jets take a step back and are not a cap team sure. for a couple of years to save them a little money here or whatever. And then uh, fans are already paying among the highest yeah, season ticket prices. Yeah. So I don't know that you could jack the tickets anymore. No. The arena, I mean, unless you build a bigger arena, you're limited. We have the smallest arena in the league. So your revenues are kind of, you're maxing out your revenues there because we don't have a 20,000 seat barn like a lot of teams do. Um, no, their solution is to have a better hockey team on the ice and then people will come and pay. And that, will, that will fix that everything. That will solve everything, won't it, Mike? Okay. <laughs> All right, folks, we're back for the third period of our Jet Cetera podcast. Uh, we refer to this period as the Cetera yeah. part where we get away from the hockey and the Jets and we talk about other things. Um, you know, a, a huge news story uh, this week, uh, Mike, uh, last Sunday, uh, basketball great legend Kobe Bryant uh, died uh, in a, a tragic uh, helicopter crash. Um, you know, tons of news about it uh, this week. Um, it, you know, I had some thoughts about it for sure when it, uh, watching the way that the news unfolded. Um, I, I'm, I'm always a little taken aback by how um, we idolize uh, yeah. some of these people that die. Um, I mean, there was probably a lot of tragic deaths last Sunday all over the world um, of people more heroic or equally as heroic, if you want to think of Kobe Bryant. There's seven heroic. other people on the helicopter. Yeah, can can I mean, anyone just, name those seven people? No, well, his daughter, I guess, but I don't know her well, name. Those eight other people, right. but beyond right. Kobe and, and his daughter. So, so, I mean, the the idolatry of, of all of this uh, um, was, uh, you know, I don't like it. Um, I, I know it's a news story, and it's like it's almost like we, it's, uh, we use it to, to create news, and there's a gazillion stories, and... But then, you know, there's an outpouring of fans sure. uh, of, of their sentiment towards it as well. And then, and then the, the big, the, you know, the big thing that struck my mind, it came to my mind, uh, was, was that, uh, you know, Kobe is not uh, this. Uh, Kobe was charged with, with a rape right. and was, was a sexual predator uh, at a time. And, 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 and I, this got lost uh, in the in in the reporting of this story last Sunday, and and I was somewhat surprised by that that there was mere mention of it, frankly. Well, and then when there was mentioned by some, I mean, the blowback was immediate. Look at the Washington Post Am reporter I get suspended now. Yeah. I don't think so. You know, I actually cleared this with my boss uh -huh. beforehand. Yeah, Washington Post yeah. reporter. All she did is yeah. tweet out a link. She didn't even offer her own opinion. She just right. tweeted out a link to the right. old rape story. And the Washington Post suspended her yeah. for violating their their uh, their social media policy. Mm -hmm. um, she, by the way, her, is herself a, a sexual assault survivor, which is incredible that they took that. They they reversed it, by the way, after massive blowback from I think there was over three hundred Washington Post employees <laughs> no like, who signed know. a petition right. against their own employer. Um, so I mean, it was ridiculous. But you're right. I mean, <laughs> I think we have to. We're so quick to canonize or romanticize uh, individuals. Um, to me, I mean, one of the things that really tugged, I guess, at my heart over this story wasn't that it was 
the, the rich and famous Kobe Bryant is that it was a story. It's about it's a dad that was taking his daughter to a sporting event, something I think all of us. I'm a dad of a 15 year old girl. Um, we I, she plays sports. I take her like this was a non-traditional means. We didn't take a helicopter to to her hockey games or to her volleyball or whatever games. Who does? Uh, really? Right. But but that's that's what they were doing. I mean, yep. this was a day they went to church. Then they were going to her basketball game that he helped coach. And there were other members of the team on that that helicopter. And it's it's terribly tragic. I mean, you kind of look at the backstory here. Sounds like this helicopter shouldn't have even been in the air. The fog was insane. Have you you travel a lot, Steve? And I I wasn't a big flyer years ago, but I've actually I love flying now. But I'll never step foot in a helicopter. What about have you flown in a helicopter? Have, you know, Wiesick uh, and I actually we oh. flew in a helicopter together. We did a buddy trip to Arizona a couple of years yeah. ago, and we did a helicopter ride over uh, Sedona. Yes. And uh, and I was uh, frankly I was scared to death getting yeah. into it, and then, then I was so disappointed to get out of it. Oh um, really? Yeah, it was so amazing. I loved it. I could I could hardly. Yeah, wait. I, you're floating. <laughs> this you, was just it was a little helicopter too, Mike. It was uh, it was super. So you scary. felt everything. Yeah, I yeah. You could not drag me on a helicopter <laughs> ever, um, and and this hasn't helped uh, in that regard. But yeah, I mean, I think if you're if you're going to uh, look at the life and times, you have to include everything, and I think. Maybe some of it was the timing. People were saying, well, in the in the hours after, it wasn't right to do it. I don't know. I mean, I think... We, well, okay. Let's say, let's say, okay, sure. Let's say we don't mention that. or But, I mean, going back to the other thing, why is it so such a huge tragedy, so much more of a tragedy that Kobe Bryant died right. than some other person died? I, and I, I don't... And, and so we, we have... They've got, uh, you know, all this, what do they call them, where you have all this stuff outside of the arena? Yeah, shrine. Or, shrine, thank yeah. you. Yeah, forget. Like, why? I don't get that. I just, I don't. Yeah, and of course, like, even, I'm curious, are the Jets doing a moment of silence tomorrow night? Because most uh, uh, NHL, I mean, Please. he has he has nothing to do. He's not even Canadian. But it won't surprise me. Uh, well, they didn't. Uh, what team retired his number? Mark Cuban retired his number. Yeah, in Dallas, yeah, he never yeah, even I played mean, for Dallas. The LA Kings and Tampa Bay Lightning last night, all instead of wearing suits, they all showed up at Staples Center wearing Kobe jerseys. Yeah, this is too um, much. Alex Ovechkin wore a twenty-four jersey in warm-up last night in Washington, which they're auctioning off to like Kobe's family or something. So, it's um, it it has been a very interesting thing to sort of just sit back and watch the way the reaction has poured in. I think we've shifted a little bit as the week's gone on. Now there is more now being discussed about Kobe's extremely flawed past. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a, it is a sad story about nine people who lost their lives. Sure. Um, you know, but you're right. I mean, every day, and I covered crime and justice for over two decades, <laughs> so, like there are people who there's tragic stories everywhere, most of which never get an, an ounce of attention. So my phone number, folks, is 204-697-7285 yeah. if you want to phone Let me, me throw, uh, I think we, we probably have a couple more minutes, right? Another, okay. except, are you a dog owner? You've never owned a dog, have uh, you? Sure, yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, uh, we own two rescues. Uh, we just had to, to fork out the, the price of being a dog owner. $1,400 this week. Uh, our dog had to go in for an emergency surgery on, oh, on Monday sorry, to remove a extremely large cyst on her neck, which had burst. Uh, 12. It was a scary surgery because there was some concern how she was going to come out of it. But 
the things we do for our pets um no questions asked 1400 bucks out the window so boss can i get a raise um, I was looking at dogs actually online the other day. They're super expensive to buy. Yeah, I mean we we've always adopted. Uh, Even that's expensive. From rescues, isn't it? yeah, we. Our I last remember it being so pricey. Why I, I haven't had a dog for a long time. Okay. I've been considering it. The only thing that holds me back, and I don't know how we've got onto this, but this is okay. Yeah. Uh, we can talk this about whatever we want to, exactly. etc. Is the only thing that holds me back from having a pet is that I travel a fair for amount. sure. So Wiesik and I actually have talked about sharing a pet before. <laughs> We have, co-parenting yeah for sure yeah i, I don't like the idea of I, I think it's ridiculous that people call themselves their, their children their 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 mother of their animals okay <laughs> somebody just texted me that just, right just a half an hour ago and yeah. i shamed them for that for, <laughs> <laughs> you're not their so father you, right you're owner co-owner yes. so not co-parent <laughs> co-owner yeah. except isn't we sick he's living up by what gimli now or yeah that's okay yeah but yeah. he shares to so be a long distance relationship he shares animals with uh, his ex karen yeah um and he, he'll go pick them up and then he'll bring <laughs> them out to the lake and so he's always looking for an animal right. to have in his life because he hates people right I yeah mean, no right I, so he, he loves animals and and hates people and so anyways <laughs> Um, it's super expensive though. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of with Paul. I don't, I don't think I hate people as much as Paul hates people, Nobody but, does. but I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of most people. And yet I'm a fan of every dog I've met. I love people. Uh, dog. Oh, really? Yeah. You're oh, totally. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, not. I a... talk to everybody. Um, but dogs are <laughs> awesome. Dogs are expensive. Uh, but I'm happy to say our, uh, our Cassie is, uh, is on Cassie. her way to recovering. Yes. Cassie. She's. Uh, she's actually got two drainage tubes sticking out of her neck. It looks like she's got two straws right now. We get them removed tomorrow. So it's been quite a week in the McIntyre household, right. along with the drama of our uh, daughter going through high school exams for the first time. Best so. wishes to Cassie yes. and Mike McIntyre's <laughs> daughter. Okay, folks, we're back for overtime. That's where we talk about some other things that we want to talk about, basically. We just invented so we could talk more, frankly. For sure. But we are going to talk about something, and I'm glad you wanted to talk about this, about Uber on the road. Yes. Okay, so, and, and we talked about this on the Say What you, yesterday. I, and it's funny, I had mentioned that, or I yeah. hadn't seen that yet. So I'd never taken I Uber I can't believe you never had an Uber experience, Ever. Steve. No, normally when I travel, I use, like, uh, subways and or walk or... Um, I don't use very many cabs. I don't know how I get around. around with. Mostly, you know, I travel a lot to Europe. Yeah. For sure. It's my favorite place to go. And most of it is like uh, like a, a metro, subways. Right. right. Do you know what I mean? So anyways, yeah. So I had these wonderful Uber experiences well, in, in Arizona. But you, you, you don't have the same experiences? Uh, no, I, I, love, I love Uber. Yeah. I just had. Because I, I love people. I just mentioned I, that, so, right? So I get to talk to these cab driver guys. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I realize it doesn't make necessarily for good dialogue when we're just agreeing on everything but my i usually take a cab when i have a, a early morning flight 6 a.m or whatever in winnipeg too early to get my wife to, to drive me um i usually take a cab and it's a terrible experience in winnipeg oh like my God. you just feel you feel like you're actually inconveniencing the driver yeah uh, you're made much. to kind of feel whereas yeah. uber it is i've met some of the most fascinating people i know ever um so let me quickly tell you about three of them. I met a guy last year that's in Chicago. That's going to be impossible, but try. Yeah, met a guy in Chicago <laughs> last year. He's in his mid-60s. Uh, he was telling me um, that he had just come from a strip bar to pick me up, and that he lives on a farm with his elderly mother. 
and that he regularly hosts parties back at the farm for many of the dancers that he meets in the nice. club. And so I had this, have said that so this visual of this guy, <laughs> this 60-something-year-old guy and his 80-something-year-old mom hosting parties on their farm, and it was very Those strange. Strippers. I met a woman in Vegas a couple years ago who uh, volunteered that she's been banned from Jamaica. Like she is literally not allowed to ever return to the island, and she kind of shared that story. And then I met a guy the other day, Steve, or sorry, I met a guy in St. Louis last week, last year during the playoffs. He turned his Uber into like a dance club, and he had all these monitors set up that he was playing videos. And when he picked me up, it was Nickelback that was actually blasting in the Uber. That's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, it was terrible. I'm glad it was a very short ride. I don't mind a few Nickelback songs, actually. Sure. But then the, this was my favorite. This was just the other day in, uh, um, where was I? In Columbus. So we'll see if this can, let's see if we can get the audio of this up. This is my Uber driver who had configured his car to have Cookie Monster be the... Um, Oh, so that's the Cookie Monster is the... Cookie Monster uh, was his Siri. Siri or whatever. So the whole ride, I've got Cookie Monster <laughs> giving directions as to where we're going. So, I mean, very quirky individuals, um, but the price is great. I mean, the price I loved is, the experience. The yeah. experience was great. You would just get... You, you didn't have to do anything. You just put it on the app. You tell them where you want to go. It tells you how much it's going to be. Right. They pick you up in a really doesn't nice matter car. if you get stuck in they traffic. They get out and they open the door for yeah. you. They put the luggage in and then you chat away. Not everybody was super chatty you could tell some guys were just kind of like uh eh, they were a little less friendly but, sure uh, but for the most some part, of them give you bottled water they give you yeah. mints they give you chocolates they have plugs for your phone it was it, it is, was it was really so really uh we need to get uber it. in winnipeg like yesterday vancouver just got it this week by the way why do we not have it here Does there's know? uh the something union, about insurance union? and there's a big hold up is there any ride uh, yeah there is ride like sharing uh i think tap car i think is what it's called right now. I've actually never used it. I know some people who have. They say it's not bad. Just not a lot of drivers out there, right. so you can sometimes wait. Yeah, it was so fast to get an Uber as well. It right? is. Like, so like uh, I think it's you can watch them get into you on yeah, the little it's, app. It's uh, it, all of it is is terrific. Um, so hopefully we get it here soon. Yeah, right. Okay, that's uh, another episode of Jet Cetera, folks. Uh, uh, back to the team. They play uh, <laughs> tomorrow night against Boston and Saturday night against St. Louis. And, and you and I will talk again in a couple of weeks. Yeah, right? we'll see where things are. When, we, yeah. when we're back in a couple of weeks, the trade deadline will be right, right in there, front right, of yeah. us. And okay. we'll kind of see where this team is at. So enjoy the ride, folks, and the cheap beer. <laughs> <laughs>